Welcome, everybody, to Breaking the Rules, Vanderpump Ones. I'm your host, Amber Casto. Hi, everybody. This is Nicholas Casto. He's my wonderful, yeah, he's my wonderful husband and co-host and uh, renovation specialist <laughs> and whole, whole lots of stuff. Um, yeah. So before we get into season 10, episode 12, I'm uh, going to talk about some headlines that hit the news in the last week. Um, so Howie Mandel mm-hmm. admitted that he openly told Tom and his team that he would not challenge anything that he said during that interview. So nothing he wasn't going to ask any questions that were going to be challenging and he wasn't going to challenge anything he said. He's just going on there to tell his sad story. No, he just wants the clicks. Like he wants, how he wants the clicks and Tom wants everybody to feel sorry for him. Mm -hmm. Like 100%. Um, that video as well as, um, the trailer for the season finale leaked. Today, uh, you can catch that and the Howie uh, videos both on uh, our TikTok page, and that's at, at breaking the rules underscore Vander P. Uh, there's quite the conversation going on under the Howie Mandel video with a lot of users right now regarding how they feel about him. I mean, who interviews somebody and doesn't ask questions first off? And then the trailer is insane, like completely insane. And please go check it out on our TikTok page because as soon as the trailer leaked, I got the leaked copy. And so I released the leaked copy on our TikTok and then Bravo found out that it was leaked. So they then released the real thing, which by the way, does not include the scene that is on our, the one on our TikTok page. Which I have yet to see. (laughs) Yeah, so it's got a scene in it with um, Rochelle and Scandy almost kissing. Like, he has his hands up on her face with those disgusting white nails. And they're about to kiss. It just, that, I don't know, those scenes blow me away. I I can't believe so soon, coming out of what was uncovered, they felt comfortable being on camera together. Right. So, just kind of blew me away for sure. Uh, we also, coincidentally, today, Raquel Rochelle, her team came forward and was like, her account was hacked, it's not her, blah, 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 she's still in a treatment facility. And mind you, it coincidentally is released that, that her PR team, you know, goes on there and says that on her account, it's been hacked on the day that we get the the finale footage that shows them unremorseful of their actions. Huh. Yeah. That's a PR move. Yeah. yeah. PR move. And we see you, PR team. We <laughs> definitely see you. Uh, the, the last thing on headlines is Ariana, Lisa, and Lala going to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. There was even a, a politician that made a joke about being scandalous and being a Vanderpump Rules cast member. 
which Ariana totally took so gracefully. She looked gorgeous the second night. Mm-hmm. Didn't care for the yellow gown the first night. Um, yeah, you did. I showed yeah. you because we thought it looked like a nightgown. I assume she probably got it in Paris while she was in Paris at that wedding with Katie. So it's probably a a European fashion that I just don't quite understand. And I mean, it's not an ugly dress. I just thought it was not fitting for where she was going. Yeah. So, but I adored the white dress that she wore to the actual correspondence dinner. And uh, they all looked gorgeous. Didn't really care for the capes. I'm not really sure what was going on with the capes. We're not Superman. (laughs) But it's okay. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, And please check out any episodes. um, And also we have an Instagram page. So please go follow us on our Instagram page. And it is Breaking the Rules VPR Podcast. Uh, we do release little tidbits of footage as well as anything that I get um, in the leaked category that I can get my hands on and get to you guys. Uh, so, season 10, episode 12. Beach, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> Beach, please. <laughs> so, they do this little intro thing now where they go through all of these little just very small scenes. Mm-hmm. The first one is Schwartz at the apartment and he is juicing. Making a mess. Making a mess, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it cuts to James and Allie. They kind of look like they tied one on the night mm-hmm. before. Have a jug of water. It reminded me of you. Something yeah, you would do. Reminds me of my army days. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not one for... Not because I was drunk, though. No, no. Not for room temperature water. Like, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I'm not a huge fan of water anyway, but it has to be ice cold for me to drink it. And from what I could tell, the sun was, like, beaten down. Yeah. yeah. So it was, like, like boiling hot water. I even... I don't don't think I would drink that. (laughs) That's saying a lot, folks. Just so you know. You may not know him that well yet. But that's saying a lot. It has to be in a, a room. Like, but that's room temperature even. That is gross to me. Like, I don't want to taste anything that's room temperature. You know how I feel. There's very little warm things that I drink. It tastes bad already. <laughs> but water doesn't even have a taste. So, bleh, yeah. I don't know. I have to flavor it. I have to do something. Anything. Is better than plain water. Mm-hmm. But it, Allie made the joke. He was like, what are we going to do today? And she was like, we're going to die. That's what we're going to do today. So it was a rough one. Uh, then uh, Lala shows up there at Katie's apartment. Uh, it shows Katie making herself a mixed drink, which is not really something you see Katie do a lot. Mm-hmm. Lala walks in and she knows she's like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so the... Um, the one that bit you the night before. Sorry about that, folks. A uh, little bit of technical difficulties out here in the boondocks. But uh, they're talking about the birthday party from the night before. She's laughing at her and Satchel. The Satch. <laughs> That's my new nickname for him. The Satch. Yeah. 
So they were absolutely, uh, she said it looked like two mops when they were making out. She says, you know, I don't want to debut a relationship in front of everybody. She's trying to be respectful in all honesty. That's kind of who she is. So I, I applaud her for that. I think it's really great that she knows a boundary or how it can hurt someone regardless of what he says. So, um, she does, Lala though, does put her in her place and be like, listen, but you are getting divorced. So it is a little different than, you know, her situation when she met Randall and he was lying. Uh, Katie, you know, she, Lala asked Katie if she can forgive Raquel, Rachel. Mm -hmm. And she says, yeah, you know, she could forgive anybody, but, um, she's, just she has her eyes open she sees Rachel for who she is and she's just not okay with it she said the vibe is bad and uh <laughs> then they start talking about the conversation between Katie and Scandaval mm -hmm. and Scandy uh during the birthday party where she called him out it cracked me up that was probably one of my favorite moments from Katie this season was when she was like you seem like you were really enjoying her yourself at the Abbey 2am like it was just so great the way she delivered that line uh, priceless love you Katie we love you uh, but <clears throat> she definitely calls him out and Rochelle has told them that she does not control herself after one too many so like, I never, if anybody's saying that to you, you don't trust them, no, ladies. <laughs> that is not a girl's girl. That's not your friend. That's not somebody you let hang out with your significant other when you're out of town. Tell. You just don't. Um, so the next scene was probably um, one that was heard around the world. Mm -hmm. I shared this one on all of our pages, but it kind of went viral. Uh, to me, I shared it because I really wanted to point out the bad acting. So it's Schwartzy and Scandy, and they're walking up to a food truck. Yeasty Boys, a really cool name, by the way. Shout out to Yeasty Boys. You guys, if we ever make it that way, we're definitely going to check you out. We're big food truck connoisseurs. So our Nashville and St. Louis and Seattle days made us really craving them. But definitely feel like uh, they rehearsed this and not necessarily Vanderpump producers and it was a rehearsed scene, but the two friends sat down and talked about this scene. I almost felt like Scandy was building a way out. Mm. Like not only was he talking about he let Schwartz get out of the re Rochelle thing, like, by saying, yeah, I'm not really interested. doesn't uh, really feel anything. Yeah. Which we all know that she was kind of offended by. Right. So, I, all this, though, is going on after she slept with Scandaval, or Scandy. Like, she's already slept with him at this point. Several, it's been a little while. Because mm -hmm. it was guys' night whenever she first, they had their first kiss or whatever. 
I think they slept together that night. Sure. Let's be honest. Yeah. We know Scandy. We know how he. Of <laughs> <laughs> You're just a bunch of sluts. But even after that, then he started getting Schwartzy to take his side on problems he has with Ariana. Listen, I get it. You sit down and talk to your friend about problems you're having with your significant other. It's just something oh, you yeah. do. You want to get, you want to feel the water. You want to talk about it. You want to know how they see it. But Blow some steam off. Schwartzy, literally, you take his side way too much. He says he's not attracted to her like that. Um, you know, he. <laughs> He just, he talks about how she calls him dumb and demeans him and it makes him look at her differently. If that's how you feel, then say that to her in the moment so that she understands whatever she said or did is offensive. Mm -hmm. But I got news. For somebody who called Katie out for the last two seasons about being a crybaby, you're a real big fucking crybaby. (laughs) He has shed some tears. A really big fucking crybaby. Like, I get sick of listening to it. I almost want them to fire you next season so I don't have to listen to it. I'm sure other people are going to deliver the drama. He's not the only person that delivers drama, especially if we bring back some other cast members. Hint, hint. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Scandy, uh... He's fertilizing the eggs, and Schwartzy asks him if he really wants to do it. I mean, are you really asking him at this point that? Because he's the one that's been pushing for it. She's doing this because of him, and I think because of the world coming down on her. Like, she needs to have them there just in case. Like, some people just don't want kids, folks. If I hadn't had kids young, I don't know whether I would have had children. Like, I love my children, don't get me wrong, our, our kids are the um, the bomb. We have amazing fucking kids but and wouldn't trade them for the world. But if I would have waited until later, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have made that decision. Right. Especially never, yeah. seeing the world yeah. the way it is today. Uh, I will say that, um, you know, they talk about... Uh, he says yes. You know, he's he's going to fertilize those eggs. Why not? Yeah. You know, what are we going to do? Have kids when we're 50? <laughs> people do it every day. Yeah. Scandy, people do it every day. I wouldn't do I it. I wouldn't want to do it. I am, I mean, are, are we 43? Is that how Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're almost 44. Yeah. But... Um, so we're 43 and we've been empty nesters for like, what, three, three years, three years. So we definitely are on the brighter side of things, but I can't even, a lot of our friends started over in their forties and I can't even imagine, like I watch them. I, I get tired watching them. I just, it's a different life. It for sure. As soon as you start screaming, I'm like, I'm out of here, kid. So, I mean, I'm not knocking you, Tom. Like, if you really don't want to have any kids with her, then tell her that. Like, don't go fertilize her eggs. Don't go fertilize the good eggs with your nasty-ass sperm. Taint them with your... Stupid fucking jizz. (laughs) He's so annoying. 
anyway, um, <clears throat> he says that um, it's it's embarrassing, you know, whenever she's dismissive of him, he's dumb, annoying, uh, and he works on their love. This one literally made me laugh out loud. Yeah. I work on our love. I don't just love her. <laughs> I work on our love. I get her a double latte every morning. I'm like, Dumplin, here's your double latte. I'm going to go fuck your best friend. <laughs> but here, this latte will do you good for the day, right? I mean, fuck her before you leave for the day. Maybe that, maybe that would have worked. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, maybe she's just not attracted to him. I don't think she is attracted to him at this point because I think he's a fucking douchebag. Mm -hmm. Nobody's attracted to you right now. Like, you are... This episode... the most horrible look ever right now. Yeah. Whoever your stylist is right now, fire them. Your clothes, your hair, that mustache... Your nails. Your greasy skin. I just cringe looking at you. And I don't know if you've always been like this. You weren't in season one because we're recapping it right now. Pretty uh, square, square cut, and he was. It was preppy. Yeah. He was preppy back then. Mm -hmm. At least I felt like he was preppy. So maybe he was just hiding this person in in that. I don't know. But Schwartz asked, "Does she reciprocate?" And he's like, "No, she doesn't." Okay, we'll, we'll see. She doesn't. She doesn't support you and your stupid singing career. Because right. I'm pretty sure that takes a lot. That. Alone would take so much. Anyway, in the next scene, we're at James and Allie's apartment. Uh, James talks about how he loves PDA. Yeah. And um, she tells him, you know, that she knows his, his sign. And uh, he's fiery and passionate. And, uh, you know, he starts talking about... Rochelle and Oliver and he's like in his confessional he's like it doesn't take a fucking genius he's like all you gotta do is look up Oliver and then it says oh he's married oh here's his wife oh she's got pictures of them you do. <laughs> yeah he was like that's all it takes today he was, he was like breaking it down into step by step <laughs> instructions on figuring out if a guy's married or not and it was cracking me up oh man he but gives the, the time before that when they talked about the PDA we just have to talk about the the little scene of him pulling the chunk of meat out of her mouth oh <laughs> that was so disgusting yeah it was that was not a good that's not romantic that's not PDA producers okay don't correlate those two things together yeah. that's not PDA we don't like it <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, they start talking about how, uh, you know, she told Katie and Lala about the Abbey, about Ro Rochelle and Scandy dancing at like two o'clock in the morning at the Abbey. And now it's changed from one thirty to two, by the way, from yeah. one episode to the 1 next. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they were dancing for a half an hour yeah. straight and she was watching. I don't know. But it, she did say that she, uh, Katie told her 
that uh, they did not, how did she say it? Katie told her that they didn't have uh, rules. Like a loose no, a loose rules. Loose rules. Loose yeah, rules. Yeah. And James interprets that as an open relationship. Now, let's be clear here. That is James's interpretation of what Allie said. Right. It is not what Katie said. It is not what was portrayed to Katie. Like, Katie was being honest and saying that she as a significant other to Schwartzy, would not be okay with him going and dancing with Rochelle at 2 o'clock in the morning. So she was saying, I am not okay with that. Their relationship is different. They have different rules. Ariana is okay with him going dancing with other women, you know, in the friend group at, you know, whatever time of night. Like, she is more laxed with that. But it just... He tells her that she needs to talk to Sheena about it. Mm-hmm. That the best way to introduce the conversation to the group is to talk to Sheena about right. it. Which, absolutely. Okay, let's go. Here sure. we go. <laughs> then the next scene is Ari and Katie at uh, the sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. And Lisa joins them. Cutest little place ever. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it when it's done. Only a couple doors down from Sir. So. I'll be interested to see what those sandwiches look like. I am heard that their tasting was to die for. So some sandwiches, like one of them was a Greek salad for vegetarian. Well, I mean, you're not a vegetarian, so you're not going to like a salad sandwich. But, I mean, I'm just saying, from what I hear, the spreads on them are absolutely mouthwatering. So, excited. I would die to try it. Anyway, they sit down and they talk about um, that they are going to have some investors, so they don't have all of their money tied up in it. Uh, They tell Lisa about Lala's birthday. Mm -hmm. Lisa takes up for Oliver. Of course she does. You know why she did that. Because she is BFFing with Garcelle. Like, what's she got on her? She doesn't have anything on her. She does not like Lisa Rinna and Kyle and them. And so So Garcelle is against them. Yep, she's got a side with somebody who is against them. So that if she ever lands back on Beverly Hills, she has an alliance. You know she's a chess player. You know this. We've gone over this before. Anyway, avid Housewives fan here, just so you know. Maybe one day I'll talk about that stuff yeah. on a different thing. We are thinking about doing another podcast, though, and it's not going to have anything to do with TV or film. So just stay tuned. We may be releasing something else later in the summer. See. <laughs> well, it may not be with you. Okay. I'm sure everybody wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love you. You're funnier than I am. Yeah. You just don't know as much, but it people like that perspective because you aren't you don't have so much like I have a lot of uh bias after watching for so long and then picking favorite characters and then feeling 
like producers show things the way they do so that you fall in love with someone and you stay in love with them or you dislike them and you continue disliking them. So, you know, it falls on personality spectrums. So that's me. I mean, I'm all about redemption. So I think anybody can rise from the ashes and, and turn something bad into good. Even Rochelle and Scandi, I'm going to say it like you can totally turn this around. I don't think you can do it together. So I have news for you. You can't do that together. But it involves like stop, stopping like singing and doing things that are self-reciprocating. or I don't even know how to say that. Anyway, uh, Lisa says that if she and Ken were separated, she'd be out snogging someone. She uses that word all the time anymore, like... Did somebody brand that word for her? And she was like, let me use it six times. I'm only going to make ten cameos, but in six of them, I'm going to mention snogging. <laughs> like, New word of the day. Well, here's the thing. None of us fucking know what that is, yeah. so we have to look it up. Have to look it up. Like, it's dumb. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't want to be looking up words. Like, I, I look up enough because of fucking Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, Raquel, uh, Lisa says that she does not think Rochelle is doing anything wrong. Katie perhaps had to argue with that statement, which made me laugh. She was like, whatever. Yeah, whatever you say. (laughs) She's trash, yeah. She's trash. Uh, the next day, uh, I put a question mark because I wasn't really sure. Just definitely went from, you know, one day to the next because it showed, like, nighttime and then daytime yeah. uh they're at a place called the guest house yeah. and this is definitely a place you and i are gonna have to try it, really nice. it did i loved that they do coffee and cocktails yeah. together That's if anybody's yeah if anybody's looking for a cool thing to open that's the thing to open coffee and cocktails yeah and i like my cocktails <laughs> so that's how those fit together so well but it's James and Lala having some lunch or brunch or something of the sorts. Uh, she walks in looking all fly. She did look really pretty, but he even commented. He was like, you look fucking dope. It, it, this whole interaction between the two of them made me laugh because I did a poll on the TikTok page asking if everybody thought they were going to be in game and it was a 60-30 split and you were right. It was a yes. Mm -hmm. I I think something like 100 people voted. So there was a good little bit of people that voted on it and it it was not a, I mean it went from like a landslide to like even and then to like a 60 60 something 30 something so but they definitely agree with you uh i tell you guys all on the tiktok page that my co-host believes that they are in game and i don't believe it i think she definitely reads him too well she keeps going back to him. yeah she talked about that yeah. anyway uh lala she talks about how she really likes ally because she's not robotic mm. there's something upstairs <laughs> I agree, Lala. It's nice to see that. Uh, You know, he... It's funny because even James... I feel like this is him because he was treated like... He wasn't 
and I say treated, but I didn't I didn't mean it that way because then I'm gonna sound like they were being bullies to him because they were not throughout the seasons. You'll you'll see me talk about it. Mm-hmm. They definitely weren't, but they also did not let him inside of their friend group. Yeah. So putting him in that situation really made him um kind of call out and so he takes Rochelle's side you know he's like everybody here has opinions and the ego's the size of my cock (laughs) and he's like she goes so small and he's like yeah right and you know they start talking about how they've had sex more Mm -hmm. than once it just this whole interaction it made you guys so right in that sense (laughs) but he decides to create a beach day for the next day yeah that was pretty surprising. It was. It made me laugh, though. Like, who texts you the day before, like, 20 people and is like, beach day tomorrow all day, and you're already, like, that was a day to film. You already knew that was a day to film, and you had to film those days. Sorry, I had to take a drink. Uh, I will say that uh, he invites everyone. He makes sure, he says that... He's inviting Rochelle because he doesn't want... He's like, you know what would be worse than having her there? Not having her there and everybody walking up and asking me why I didn't invite her. (laughs) Which is so true because they would have. It would have been the whole day. The next scene, also one that was shared around the world, (laughs) was Tom's walking in for his jizz results. Disgusting. I'm a healthcare professional. If you walk in and say that to me, like, I'm crossing you off as a complete and total douchebag the moment you look at me. Come on. That's just not the place. People are walking in there. Well, it's an environment, really, where people have been struggling to have children, usually. It's not just putting some in the bank. So, when you act like that, you really make people feel uncomfortable. The biggest thing I realized in this conversation was that, you know, Scandy looks at Schwartz and he's like, Ari would be here, but her grandma died. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you with her? Right. That really struck me as odd. Why are you not with her while she's grieving the loss of her grandmother? Mm-hmm. It, it just shows that you think you're supporting her with a latte, Scandy. Please tell me you understand that the support is that. Like, being there for yeah, someone in there. Yeah. For a, a latte. Anyway, the volume is doable on his sperm count, but they're mentally handicapped. Go figure. Right. So super tight clothing. And drinking. And drugs. But he does have... Schwartz laughed at. He did. <laughs> And he does have 6%, and, you know, they handpick them. Mm-hmm. So it, I think he said, <laughs> Schwartzy said it was like America's Got Talent when they FaceTimed Ari and told her about it, and she really was laughing about it. But the thing that really made me cringe was him saying, I love you, Dumplin'. Yeah. <clears throat> that was... Disgusting. Exactly. Disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, the next scene is going to be all season brewing. Uh, this is the bar that we want to go to. Yeah. Cause I didn't catch the name of it earlier. It is. It's all seasons brewing. 
and this is where Allie and Sheena are, and there's ski ball in there. It's like the coolest bar ever. All these bar ideas, no, they like made me want to open a bar, like for real. <laughs> they talk about how everybody is invited to beach day and then Allie tells Sheena that not only did she see them dancing at 1 a.m mm-hmm. but she told Katie about it and Katie and them were saying that you know there were lax rules again saying the same thing right there's lax rules but the comment was more about, you know, there's lax rules and there there might be uh, allowing more than there should be. And she was like, are you are you trying to say they're in an open relationship? These are my best friends. My there was this, best friends. <laughs> this girl on TikTok that was making fun of you, Sheena, and it was not good. Like, she was doing a really good job at mocking your voice, which... I didn't even notice in that scene until the woman was doing it. I don't know. It was bad. It was not good. But she, Sheena immediately takes to defense. She goes nuts saying that they're all going after Raquel. Uh, Allie asks her specifically, calls out, do you, would you be comfortable with that? And she admits that, um, she would be comfortable with that. Not only would she be comfortable with that, but the cringiest moment ever, I would be comfortable with her in a bed with Brock. You know, like I heard her podcast where she totally regretted saying that. She was like, like these, none of these things aged well. Everybody telling her and her continuing to say it, you know, she's he they're like a big brother to her brock's like a big brother to her scandoval's like a big brother to her uh but she tells Allie, i'm gonna find him tomorrow at beach day and immediately i'm gonna make a beeline for him and i'm gonna tell him <laughs> and this woman called you out for not being a girl's girl sheena that's what she was making her tiktok about you're not a girl's girl you wanted to say you were a girl's girl in season one and this proves you are a guy's girl more than you are a girl's girl, is what she was saying. Anyway, it was a funny TikTok. Regardless. The next scene is... Dun-dun-dun-dun. Beach don't kill me now. Beach day. Everybody is arriving. New boyfriends and girlfriends. Like, it's weird. Dawn's with Lala. The Dawn. Uh... Mr. Satchel is with Katie, and Tom made the funniest comment when he was talking about seeing Satchel for the first time. <laughs> he was like, I sat in my mind and I thought about guys that Katie would date, and Satchel wasn't one of them. <laughs> And he says he's more offended by them cuddling with Butter and Gordo yeah. in the bed than it is anything. It would be the same for you and I. Yeah. Like, I, it would hurt me more than anything for you and I to split up. But it would hurt me worse thinking about my dogs, my babies, <laughs> laying in the bed with somebody else cuddling. I would go nuts. Babies. Like, we have six dogs. And three or four of them sleep with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we definitely don't have much room on the bed for ourselves. 
squeeze. Very tight squeeze. <laughs> yeah, we just fit in there whenever. Anyway, uh, Allie and Charlie get to meet, and it was so funny because Raquel starts talking, like, giving life advice to Allie. Yeah. Give it up. At this point, you have been fucking scandal for I don't even know how long. Then you are lying to everyone to their face. Mm-hmm. You've made a fake relationship with Schwartz. Katie hates you because of it. James is seriously hurt and offended by the actions you're taking, and yet you still sit there with a smile on your face and give somebody life advice? (laughs) Somebody who clearly knows more about life than you do. Like, you can tell Allie is clearly in her own. Like, nobody's going to be messing with that girl. Uh, Sheena immediately runs over to Scandi. And tells him that, you know, he lies so bad in this scene. Like, when she's questioning him and he starts stuttering and wiping his face. It's, these are cringe-worthy moments that I cannot stop watching. Rewatch these episodes in the morning as I, when I'm logging in for work in the morning at my, like, downtime as I'm, like, doing my own work and I don't have meetings and stuff. I'll always turn these on just so I can see it over and over again. He just, this is something that a sociopath does. So pay attention, guys. Like, like, pay attention. I have seen this in my own life. I have seen this on, you know, happen with other folks on that are interviewed or are caught in lies. Mm-hmm. When they're caught in a lie and they are lying to you, at the end of the conversation, they're always going to make a joke. Yeah. And the reason why they're going to make a joke is because they want you to remember that joke and not anything else that they did that makes right. you feel uncomfortable during right. that conversation. It's a diversion, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a tactic by a sociopath. So he had to make that joke before she walked away about, you know, well, if we were... Let's let's go. Yeah, let me... You go get Brock and you come on over when Ari gets back. Let's go bang it out. When Ari gets back from her grandma's funeral, you disgusting piece of crap. Like... I don't know. Him this whole day, his outfit, like everything... But he's like, funny you say that, stuttering. Uh, it's They call it hatred toward Raquel. And he actually says, the Abbey is not a place I'd take a secret rendezvous. Well, it was. Yeah. And that just blatantly shows you. They were blatant. Like, they were, yeah. it's showing yeah. you they were blatant with that affair. They did not care who saw them. They felt that confident in themselves and in, like, their way of lying mm-hmm. and acting, it's not that well. It's not that good, guys. It's not that good. <laughs> Promise it's not that good. But it's not an open relationship, you know? No. <clears throat> you can see that. They totally are calling that out. So we go back to the group that's under the tent. James and Schwartzy. Uh, James is super excited about the Imagine Festival. He had told Lala about it at lunch the day before. Uh, you know, he's opening for Cascade, which is a huge DJ. He's really excited about it. You can tell this is something that he's worked for his whole life. Like, this is a career move for him. It's kind of like 
you opening up your bar in Poo Poo Lake Village. <laughs> I'm sorry, I jumped a little bit ahead. I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> anyway, James, I fucking love you. You're so the best. Anyway, he says that, you know, he's really excited about this venture, that it's going to be so great. And Schwartzy makes the horrible joke of, it's going to, is it going to be better than Rope? Rochella. Yeah. It's not even like it's he's like, it's a joke. It's a joke. Mm -hmm. It's you. And he even says it in his confessional Schwartz. He does. He's getting out of his own awkwardness. Like yeah. you were making a joke at somebody else's expense. Just so you diverted the attention away from how awkward you were feeling being next to mm -hmm. your ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife and her new man. Can you imagine how she felt sitting at dinner while people were cheering for you kissing f freaking Rochelle? Right. Come on now. Like, these are the things that, like, just be cognizant of how you make others feel. Mm -hmm. Doesn't take a genius. Anyway, <clears throat> this is the moment James sees red. Yeah. About as red as my microphone. <laughs> and my chair. <laughs> And he starts screaming at him. It's a shitty joke. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it was a stupid proposal. I'm going to take it all back. And he throws his drink in Schwartzy's face. And let me tell you, for anybody that's been watching for years and years, he's been deserving of that drink in his face since, like, 2015. Because <laughs> we're going to see it. It's either on season one or season two. Yeah. He throws one in Katie's face oh, damn. when they're out partying one night. Now, she's being an asshole, yeah. but if I'm being an asshole, leave me. <laughs> Don't throw a drink yeah. in my face. Like, if you throw a drink in my face, I'm punching you in the fucking nose. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Anyway, he doesn't punch him in the nose. He's a pussy, so he's like, I tell you what, it's not going to be good for you yeah. if you do that again. <laughs> we are so afraid. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do if you do it again? I'm going to put you in a headlock. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do because that's so scary, Schwartzy, that you're going to put me in a headlock if I do it again. And right. it, James is like, okay, fat boy. <laughs> he is getting quite the man <laughs> He is, but James just cracks me up. He was rambling about, you know, his proposal was shit compared to his mm -hmm. and that... You know, how, what does he have going on for him? And really, it's anger in James's sense. Is this a way to display your anger? Hell no. James, you you got to keep working on it. Keep working on that. You're doing much better. You did not go off on him in Mexico. So that was your, your high five. But this is a minus five. <laughs> um, we're going to have to take our high five away for that one. You'll redeem yourself, I'm sure. You seem like you're pretty cool, calm, and collected on the finale trailer. I don't know. This It just it kept going on and on, and they did end up shaking hands, but Lala went in on Scandi. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. She told him to shut the fuck up <laughs> real quick. She was like, just shut the fuck up. Like, nobody was even talking to you. You were cheating on Kristen with uh, Ariana, the Golden Nugget, so of course you're going to back up things that are going on around you, and... <clears throat> Of course you think all of this is a good idea. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I don't know. It just it made me laugh. And when they every time they mention the golden nugget, I laugh. Like, ew. It's like a gross place. 
uh, Lala and Katie end up exiting. They get up and take mm-hmm. their dates, and they leave the beach and go to a bar. The Satch had enough of the humidity. Which is... <laughs> his hair had enough of the humidity. <laughs> oh, shoot. And they, like, blamed his hair. Uh, Lala was like, he got out of the shower and came straight there to her birthday party. <laughs> like, what was his excuse this day? <laughs> right. Because we're not excusing it every single day. Uh, when he's going off, Allie and Charlie end up walking away. Mm-hmm. Her confessional is why I think she's super, super intelligent. I think she's really a, a woman into her own. Because she says in her confessional, you know, either you are over this person and you're telling me the truth or you aren't right. and you don't get a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, either you're telling me the truth or you aren't. But either way, just be honest with yourself and don't get a girlfriend if you yeah. aren't over her. It would be super uncomfortable to be in that situation if I were yeah, her. Yeah. I would feel really bad. I, it just doesn't seem uh, like a good spot to be in. Uh, immediately, uh, Allie and comes back. Allie and Charlie come back and James come o- comes over and... He's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he goes, are you going to ask me if I'm okay? And she's like, yeah, I already know you're not okay. Like, duh. Does it take a genius to not know you're okay? Oh, <laughs> you just You just emptied your whole fucking drink on George's face. <laughs> of course we know you're not okay. But Katie and Lala invite Christina Kelly. And when they invite her, she invites everybody else. Which else cracks me up because I'm not even there. I knew better, Christina Kelly. I knew better. This was a a big strike for you as a friend. Don't bring people that they ran from. They're in a place called Tower 12, and God loved the staff at Tower 12 that day because this was a fucking hot mess. This whole ordeal was awful. It started out with Schwartzy talking to... um, Immediately talking to uh, Rochelle and James and telling him he wanted to buy him a drink and apologize. James says, you know, I really don't want to talk about it with Rochelle here. Yeah, I understand. I do, yeah. Yeah. I I understand that. He's wanting to have a relationship with Schwartz that has nothing to do with her. Mm -hmm. And he's wanting to take her out of that equation. Like, stop, stop correlating my things in my life. With her, like, he actually cried in his confessional, and it made me sad. Because he was like, the one thing that I have going for myself that I can share with you guys, that I can make you feel good about, and you don't even hear it. Mm -hmm. You make jokes about it instead of understanding where I am. Schwartz, it was wrong. It wasn't a good joke, but Lala comes over. uh, She ends up getting into it with... uh, Schwartz. Tears him a new one. She actually, she, I think she was going to agree with both of them. I think she was going to say, you know, she told him he deserved to get punched in the face. Like he needs, because Schwartz is like, we're even to him and James. And she's like, you aren't even. You you get punched in the face. Like you kissed his ex-fiance and now you're like de- degrading his career mm-hmm. in front of a group of people over a, a career milestone for him. Yeah. So, he goes in on La La hard. Schwartzy does. Yeah, he does. he uh, 
calls out her business, give them la la. He calls out her, he calls her a bootleg housewife. Um, he tells her that she'll never be anything, that nobody knows who she is. Um, James actually takes up for her. But at some point, he walks away, and Schwartzy ends up telling her off and walks away. She follows him. Yeah. And as she should. Yeah. I love that. She did. She did. I love that Scandy sat there and just watched it all, too. Like, he was standing there watching it all. He was afraid, too. Yeah. She told him to fuck off, that, you know, calling out her business is how she supports her daughter. Mm -hmm. And she's right. Like, this this is your co-worker. And I can't imagine going against a coworker to the point, like, I am very, like, I love my network of people at my job. I love people that I work with. Like, to the point of I would probably give them the shirt off my back. You know this. I've been there for a long time. But I can't imagine thinking about somebody that I work with. And he, like, tells her, like, is screaming horrible things at her. And then when she's like, that's what pays for my daughter. And she walks away. He's like, you're a good mom. Come back, Lala. It reminded me of the scene in the bar with Brett, the manager, Mm. where they're screaming and yelling at each other. And then they're done. They're like, let's go get a shot together. (laughs) Ready to get a shot. Like, nobody wants you screaming in their face and then wants to have a shot with you. They're not your friend. We're not your friend after that. I want to punch you in the face. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. She she called it. Yeah. You need punched in the face. Uh, back at the group setting, Schwartzy mm-hmm. sits down and he is like weirdly waving at Satchel. It was odd, okay? It was not normal. Yeah. And then he was pissed because Katie was like, you don't need to do that. Like, stop. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And he looked at uh, Scandi and was like, I do not fucking miss her at all. This is one thing I do not. I do not miss her. Yes, you do, Schwartzy. Like, nice way to lie, though, and nice yeah. way to make yourself look like a bigger douchebag than you already do for everything that's going on. wonder what's going through the Satch's mind. Right? As he has to listen to all of this. What would you think if you were dating a girl and you wound up in this situation? Like, finding a way to get out of there, personally. Well, they did. They ran to the bar, and then they fucking followed them. Me, personally. (laughs) I'm going to have to talk to you later, Katie. (laughs) We're going to have to do this over the phone. No groups. (laughs) No group settings, please. Anyway, uh, James ends up flipping 151 in his eye Mm -hmm. from the the drink. When he gets back from the bathroom, though, it was Allie putting him in his place. Yeah. Like, she tells him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And sit down. Which I've never seen somebody and talk to did. him. He did. <laughs> he did. Like, she, I think, is exactly what he needs. He needs mm-hmm. somebody to call him on his shit that he loves yeah. and respects because that's the only person he's going to listen to call him on it and and hear it, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> I will say that Lala addresses Rochelle again, telling her she's not a mistress in the group of people. I mean, this just gets really cringy the more and more you see people do this. It's awful. You you know, you're a hoe. 
you are a hoe at this point, Raquel. You are a hoe. Um, Scandy sitting beside... Like, first of all, why did you go over and sit down beside... You made Satchel sit in between you and Katie. He sat down beside of Satchel. So that Satchel was in between him and Katie, who absolutely despise one another. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it rants about accountability... When you ranted about this, Mr. Accountability, and then went on Howie Mandel's podcast and blamed everyone but took no accountability, you made yourself look like the biggest hypocrite and jackass on the face of the earth. It is. Yeah. It's just horrible. Um, but this was his ooh confessional moment. Mm -hmm where the producers ask him if he had a physical relationship with Rochelle. Yeah. And he stumbles like a, a whore in church. <laughs> He's literally like, um, I mean, no, we, we've never done anything that I wouldn't like um, do with, um, you know, uh, Katie. Why would you choose Katie? <laughs> right. Something that I wouldn't do with Sheena, maybe? Somebody who you are friends with yeah. in the capacity that you're friends with Rachel in? No, you had to pick somebody you despised so that you, again, diverted from the conversation that was happening. It's all about diversion. Right. He's a sociopath, folks. <laughs> anyway, she only said, Katie brings Allie over there and they start talking about the conversation they had. And she says, you know, I said they didn't have any leashes. Mm -hmm. Goes to her confessional, you know, and she says... The only thing I said is that if they are in an open relationship, then Ariana knows nothing about it. <laughs> and that was a really good way for us to end this episode. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, uh, tomorrow is VPR night. I mean, every night is VPR night, but tomorrow really is VPR night. So really excited to get to watch another episode and recap it with you guys. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week.